Welcome to DesignCast. Jason Reagan will guide you through the MYP design course like a pro. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of DesignCast. This time I have Matt Zarb, who is the head of technologies and design at Helena College in Perth, Western Australia. And so he has some really great insight into how things are done dananda. And so I'd love for you guys, that's a really terrible accent, sorry. Apologies to all the Aussies listening, but I would love for you guys to take a listen because he gets down to the real nitty gritty about how things are done and how you balance the very delicate tightrope that is IB requirements versus local requirements versus national requirements. And so he's got some great insight and tips there for everybody, as well as just some really fun stories that he tells about his career as a design teacher. Additionally, thanks so much to everybody who has been listening to the podcast, whether it's been on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you're listening to your podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I would love it if you'd leave a note out at the Anchor homepage, which is where hopefully you're finding this podcast, but also you can leave uh, a review at Apple Podcasts, which I would really, really appreciate. Any insight or any input you guys give me, I promise to continue to improve the podcast. We are closing in on the end of season two, but don't worry, I will be right back podcasting again after our summer break. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Matt. I enjoyed talking with him and he's a real character. So I think you're going to really enjoy listening to him. So until then, be good to each other. podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com now let's get on to the episode hey guys welcome back to another episode of design cast and for this episode i'm super excited to have matt zarb with us and he's going to tell you all about his journey working in different parts of australia and, and things like that so matt thanks so much for being here no worries thanks for the opportunity so i really appreciate it so let's just jump right into it and can you just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how your experience has led up to where you are now Matt Zarb, I'm the head of design and technologies at Helena College. I have had an interesting journey into education. I started off as a, a pastor in a church and wanted to do youth work and kind of did that when I was younger and then moved to WA from Sydney. So I grew up in Sydney, was there till I was mid-twenties and was married. My wife and I found out we were having our first child as we were moving across the other side of the country. Someone called us and said, here's a job. Do you want to have a look at it? It was in a place we'd never heard of called Kalamunda, which is in the hills in Perth. I spent four years there. Great time. Some of the best times of my life, but also some of the hardest times of my life. We left everyone we knew to create a a new place over there. I did that for a while. I, I struggled sometimes towards the end. It was quite tough mentally and physically working in a church. It was 
was just full on and then moved in to become a barista. So I was a barista for a few years, which you do and I loved. And then went back into the ministry for a bit and became a chaplain. I went into high school chaplaincy. So that kind of gave me that in the school kind of setting. I love that. That was a great thing. My first day, I was, I've never been so scared in my life. I was, I stuck myself in the office and just went, I don't know if I can do this because it's pretty scary out in that school. So I learned a lot there, did that for probably four years and towards the end just kind of went, I actually really like being in a school situation. So I can see what teachers do. That looks pretty easy. I'll give that a crack. Obviously, it's not as easy as it looks, but it looked easy when we were there too. Because I was only working part-time as a chaplain. I was four days a week. So that other day I studied and did graduate diploma in education. That, that's kind of where I got to. Then had the opportunity to work, actually do my prac in the school I'm in now. So I did prac here a couple of times and at the end of the year got offered a job here and I just went no that's I'm happy that's amazing so I've been here probably 12 this may be my 13th year now so that's kind of where we are at we moved to WA my wife and I said for three years and it's been about 25 now so and our kids are older we're kind of my youngest child is in year 11 my oldest child is just moved to Darwin as a teacher so Darwin in the Northern Territory right up the top yeah. end of, New, of yeah I was in Darwin a couple summers ago well summers for us a couple of winters ago and yeah, okay. in the winter it's like 38 degrees which uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy it's quite man. hot like I, yeah it's really hot up there yeah Reminds that's really cool so he's following your lead huh he actually is yeah he look anyone's first year of teaching is a tough year of teaching but throw COVID into the mix and man we've got to support our new teachers it's just he found out that he couldn't he can't actually come back into the state at the moment which is interesting so he's working in the Northern Territory in school and they've all just opened up their schools and it's business as usual up there so that's working a treat for them the country in itself is different in different places so but new teachers man hats off to you guys this year if you if you make it through this year you'll make it through anything wow it's a true trial by fire this Absolutely. year isn't it yeah so that's awesome I love to hear that journey that you've been on and I think it's really interesting to hear your different career paths and how it's led to who you are now and I'm sure pastorally you're excellent at the job that you do and I'm sure you're excellent with technologies and design and so you're the head of technologies and design so could you tell me yeah. a little bit about what that role is like in Australia we have two strands of technologies so we have digital technologies and we have design technologies I'm, I'm a design technologies teacher I'm a you know a, I'm a food teacher by that's my thing. That's what I love doing. So that's kind of my area. So that product design thing is is the thing that we we do. MYP design through six to nine. So that's kind of that design teacher. But the technologies thing is the WA curriculum. So eleven and twelve food tech becomes yeah technologies in that. It's kind of the, the curriculum area it sits under in, in 11 and 12. So within that, we've got like a range of subjects. So I teach food tech, we teach dimensional design, we teach design engineering, digital technologies, and we teach a subject called innovation, which was something we came up with about five years ago. So we've been doing that for a while. Yeah, that's kind of the school. Our school's probably a mid-range size school, about 850 students across K to 12. It's not a small school, but it's also not a massive school. So you're kind of on our campus, we know almost everyone there are some students we obviously don't know as well as others but it's kind of it has that feel we're in the hills could take you outside and show you but the connection would just drop out and you just see nothing so you're in my office at the moment but outside there's lots of trees and it's, it's kind of a bush setting it's a really great campus and anyone who comes up from Perth it's weird because people think we're in the country but growing up in Sydney it's half an hour to the city it's not that far so it's a yeah, interesting mix yeah it's all relative isn't it to how you grew Absolutely. up 
COVID and the bubble that you were in and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. So how have your students handled having design and technology type classes? Uh, did they enjoy them or how does it work in your schedule? You know, that kind of thing. So we have most of our design technology subjects go from, so I'm talk, I'll talk from upper school perspective, year six, we have year sixes on our campus and they will do the range of stuff. So they'll do innovation, food tech, they'll do a bit of design, I'll do digital technologies. And they do that from six to eight. It's kind of everyone has to do this compulsory. Once they get into year nine, they start choosing them as elective pathways. And so those pathways then lead into our 11 and 12 courses. So year 11 and 12, we'll teach engineering, we teach food tech, we teach AIT. So, uh, and the last one is that dimensional design subject. So, yeah, so you just said AIT. Um, but, I'm not yeah, familiar but, with But that. as far as, it's kind of uh, a technologies applied information technologies it's it's a new course this year but we the government last year changed so we have a thing called WACE which is our West Australian Certificate of Education and we had to do certificates to complete the WACE so you do a cert to like a trade certificate and they took out that need to happen in for the WACE and we kind of went all right so we're doing a cert two and it's not it's really hard to do certs in school right? like I just find it a really hard thing for us to do so we ended up going well let's look at some other courses we looked at computer science and we looked at AIT and in some ways they're similar courses but in some ways they're really different so we kind of went probably the most user-friendly of those two for us is the AIT course because we don't have a specialist digital technologies teacher at the moment so that's one of the areas that we need to look at and need to improve in but as far as kids choose our courses and they love them so that's kind of they love the practical components they love the the actual hands-on putting stuff together. I mean, as a food teacher, who doesn't love eating? <laughs> Don't have to be a food teacher to love eating. I'm, I'm a prime exactly example right, of but... that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about some really exciting things that are going on. Is there anything you're really excited about? I know that AIT course sounds really fun. What else is going on that's sort of innovative? And you mentioned innovation as well. You know, maybe what is that a little bit about? So innovation, we looked at that as a year six, seven. We, we actually got thrown to us. It was, I want you to teach a subject called innovation. And we're like, okay, what is that? mean and we kind of went well you make it mean what you want it to mean so we kind of developed the course my thinking at that stage was I wanted it to be design cycle based but I didn't want it to be a design cycle course so there was no push for us to make it an assessed course as far as summative assessment so I went all right how can I teach kids design cycle in a way that kind of gets them to understand that framework but gives them some scope to do anything that they want to do so my thinking was it would lead to personal project or community project type thinking so that project management and so what we do we use a bit of Lenny Dutton stuff I get kids to pull things apart kind of go how does this work how can we kind of and so it's that looking at solutions that already exist and then adapting those solutions so in year seven now look we use a bit of minecraft we do a bit of coding we do a bit of virtual reality augmented reality it's kind of it's a range of what we do depending on what the cohort is and what the kids want to do so that growth mindset thinking pushes through there like challenging yourself kind of going well i've got to this point and i'm stuck and i'm like well i don't know what you're doing so you've got to get yourself to the next stage and it's good to see kids struggle in some ways to push themselves through that barrier some of the kids really get they get quite anxious or they get quite annoyed when you go you know what this isn't actually assessed you're not going to get a grade for this and they're like but i put in all that effort and i've done all of this work and you're not going to give me a 
mark for it. And I'm like, look how much you learn. Yeah. Welcome like, to the real world, man. So we talk, <laughs> we, we talk a lot about summative assessment and formative assessment. I'm like, I'll be formative assessment all the way through. Yeah. This is what you look. And so we do little, I call it a three question interview. And I'm like, where are you at? How can I help you get to the next step? And what are some of the struggles you're facing? And you know, how can we kind of work through that? And kids, kids learn lots. They just don't get a mark at the end. And, they, and they, that sometimes frustrates them. I'm like, why are you so frustrated about this? I like well, it. <laughs> I, I like it too, man. I would rather not get a mark myself. <laughs> my yeah, my yeah, ass yeah. marks, for example. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that sounds really exciting. No, no, it's great. It is a great uh, little subject. Uh, and every teacher that I have teaching it. So we have at the moment, I teach it and probably I've got a science teacher teaching it, an engineering teacher and design teacher. So there's all different teachers who put a different spin on it. That brings some great things because they know stuff that I don't know and I know stuff they don't know and so all of our bits and pieces make these kids you know it's just that rounded stuff it's, I think it's really good absolutely so, yeah, yeah you you mentioned Lenny Dutton she was just on an episode recently I don't know if you listened yeah. to it or not and so you know she's got a couple books coming out at the beginning of next I year know, which I should saw be that. really great yeah. to have for that as well I can't so. wait to get my hands on those <laughs> yeah those will February, be really good she's great man <laughs> and so yeah, yeah what's funny is the last couple of episodes I've talked to folks about we very formally discuss you know design sort of the epicenter of all the other subjects and so to hear that oh, these absolutely. other subjects are you know taking part is great you know and i'm sure that that yeah. then is infectious into other parts of the school that big push for stem thinking and stem learning i mean that's what we've been doing like we've just not called it that or if we have we just said engineering you just sit there and go engineering is just all of that stuff anyway so it's in stem and and it's yeah so it's it's funny i, I had a conversation once with a, a teacher about stem and they said yeah stem's really important but maths is the most important part of stem they're a math teacher and i'm like wouldn't have thought that you know the whole point of this is that they're all working together and it's kind of you know it's that kind of conversation from a as a design teacher we just bring in everything from everywhere and we kind of feed it through that cycle and i've no problem saying we'll take stuff from anywhere like you know yeah. i'll use anything from anyone yeah we beg steal and borrow as much as we possibly can and not reinvent Absolutely. the wheel where we can tell me a little bit so, about the vision for your design program like what is it you hope to accomplish over time yeah so from from my perspective that the vision for design at, at the college for me it's always about helping kids to be creators over consumers of content so and one of the things i found moving off campus is we're desperate to get stuff out there for kids and so we'll put stuff out there so kids have got something to do but we kind of we haven't really gone what do we actually want them to learn from what we're giving them so we're in that you know push to get online and so kids have got something to do we haven't thought about what we're actually trying to get from them and so we're kind of in some ways working a bit backwards so my push is to see us as developers of content rather than consumers of content to create stuff rather than consume i would love stem to be more than just an elective now i love that it's an elective because people choose it which is great you're the one that made this decision so put in some effort or all that kind of stuff and that's kind of what i i want to see from us from um I see our school embracing technology in a way that solves problems. So 
a lot of times I see technology use and it creates problems. It doesn't solve many. And, and that's probably more in the implementation. What I want from teachers is I want them to take risks and try things, the outrageous things in the classroom. So, and I'll back them. Like I want them to just have a go at something and go, look, I've got this idea. Let's try this rather than just go, here's what we've always done. Let's just keep doing that because it's a safe option. I expect that from my students. So my food students, some of those students in year 11 and 12 can do stuff that I wish I could do. And I love that. And I'll back that. So if they get it wrong, you know what? You had a crack and it didn't work. So what? That's not the end of the world. Let's try something different. Let's kind of move through that into some other, you know, let's adapt or change it to make it work for our circumstance or our situation. Can I ask you a follow-up question real quick? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. No, no, good. No. <laughs> you, you mentioned that it's an elective. Is it, where does yeah. that elective start? Does it start at grade six or? What, what, uh, so six, elective? seven and eight, they use it as it, they do most of the stuff. So I've gone through food probably three times, digital technologies three times, innovation two times, design engineering is the only one that starts in year eight, but that's probably more because of the specialist equipment and the actual capacity of the classroom. Like it's timetables. And and I always used to hear this from principals. It's like, well, what do you want me to get rid of if I give you more time? I'm, I'm, I don't really care. Just get rid of something else, something that's not important because this is design. This is important stuff. And, and I'm being facetious, but but it's that stuff that we, we try and fit in what we can. So year eight, we have, year nine, they'll have electives and they'll, depending on the cohort, sometimes some of those electives are super full and some are less less than full and that i think it comes down to the, the group of students that you've got engineering is always pretty popular food's always pretty popular we, we also do some digital photography in nine and ten and some of that manipulation of images and that they're always just pretty popular so people love choosing our subjects i love it because there's that practical component i think and that's doing something that creating something uh process so that's kind of where i'm at part of my vision i guess for me as a head of department is that, look, I really think we are missing something without a digital technologies teacher within that learning area. So we've got, so what's happened is when our previous teacher left John, he was an amazing guy. He's gone back to Cairns to his old school, which is Cairns is far North Queensland. It's a complete, couldn't be any further away from Perth. I still, I haven't forgiven him for that. And I'll tell him every time I talk to him, but he left and he, he actually, there was a big hole when he, when he left. And so we just kind of placed him with us as teachers and there's no one really driving that digital technologies curriculum now it's not my like it's not my i can try but i'm not a digital technologies guy i read the curriculum for digital technologies and i go i don't really know what some of that means so that's kind of one area i really want to see someone leading through that area flat middle school and that's probably a big push for me over the next year i guess or probably over the next six months given the current climate it may be something i have to just wait a little bit about <laughs> there may be bigger problems I heard that. Well, in all the schools, I've, I've been to Australia, oh gosh, half a dozen times at least, usually on IB business and, and things like yeah. that. I've visited lots of schools and it seems that the food tech and then the resistant material type product design type stuff is really, really high quality there. And it yeah. seems to have been part of the culture of schools for a long time, even before they were IB schools or anything else. Like it's just always been sort of this can-do attitude. Is that yeah. kind of, do you see that to be the, the case? Look, when, when we first 
first started our IB journey, so I only ever known MYP design as a teacher because I've not been teaching that long. And we started the journey when I started here. So we were looking at implementation then and looking at what that might mean for us. But in some ways, I struggled with the concept from the early days. And it wasn't probably more, it wasn't from IB. It was more from other schools and how they implemented it. And when well, you've got to throw out all that stuff and you've got to do this. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because I need students to be able to learn something and apply that learning. I, I don't care what they know. I want them to show me what they can do with what they know. So don't just tell me it. Show me something you created from that. And so I guess that's my philosophy is making students creators and, and showing me what that application of learning looks looks like. And so hearing other schools who I remember being told once that I got called an idiot by another teacher because I did group work. And I'm like, hang on a minute, that's not fair. <laughs> And she just went, well, you can't do that. It's an IB thing. You're not allowed to do group work. And I'm like, I'm a new teacher. I'm going to go, I'm really? I didn't realize that yeah, was part of the true. gig. No, I know. I know that now. But younger, less confident teacher, Matt, just listened and went, oh, really? Okay. So, so it's that kind of stuff that you've got to try and get people, you know, I get it. I hear you've, you're on that journey, but it was that prescriptive way of doing things that was kind of, it was hard to hear. And so from that, I've kind of bought into the philosophy that our collaboration, our design department works it out together. And we look at things from a different perspective as different teachers and bring that uniqueness to go, here's what it looks like for me. And I go, yeah, man, I'd never actually thought that that's how you saw it. That's great. Cause now I and, and it's that playing off each other and working out together that's the best part. I, like, I love that part. That's kind of one of the strengths, I think, of our of our team is that we will always go, you know, I see it like this and you go, I've never actually heard that before. Until you said that, I'd never even thought of that. And that's gold. That's the gold that we need in, in schools, I think. So do you guys have any trouble getting materials and stuff out kind of in the countryside or like, you know, ordering fresh food for the food units and things like that? How hard is that for you guys? So we're in Perth. We're, we're kind of, we are classified as Perth. It's people from Perth that drive up the hill because it's, it's this hill. It's, it's amazing. When I first moved to Perth, everyone went, oh, you're going to drive down that hill. And I'm like, what? It's just the hill. And it's literally, it might take you five minutes to drive down the hill and they're like no but it's down the hill it's this different world and you're like are you guys serious growing up in sydney it takes me an hour to get to the shops and that's like 10 minutes you know 10 10 k's away it was just this whole look we didn't have any trouble getting food until week nine and ten of last term when the government put on all these restrictions you know you can only have two bags of flour and so it was kind of like we want schools to be running the same way but when you go to coles to grab milk you can only grab a three liter bottle of milk well yeah, I get it. It's been a hard couple of, of months with everything going on and you can't run a school the way you used to run them until things kind of get back to normal. Who, yeah. who knows when that's ever going to be? They're saying at the moment that it's, it's getting back to normal. So we're, we're talking to suppliers and, and we're, you know, we're at that point now. We have some conflicting conversations that happen when governments say social distancing is a thing. You've got to make sure that that's really important and you abide by those rules except if you're in the classroom. The classroom is different. And you're like, what is this safety thing in the classroom? And it's like, but you can't do group work. And I'm like, well, how do I do anything? Because so I say to half my class, you can't come in. And then you can't share equipment. And I'm like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do the things I need to do. I had this conversation at a department level yesterday and I kind of went, if we're in, we're all in. We can't be part of the way in. We're, we don't have, because as a food teacher, if I'm bringing students in and just going, I know you're in this beautiful kitchen classroom type thing, but all you're doing is writing. They're going to be 
like that's anarchy for me. <laughs> There'll be riots. So yeah, and that'll. Um, that, I'm worried that's going to sap that passion that you're talking about from those students. Is that it will oh, immediately just make them yeah, just not at all interested. And then what's the point, right? Exactly. And that I guess that's one of the frustrations that I see. And this is me as an older person that with design cycle is those kids that want to come in and start with the product in mind. And you're like, if it, you, you don't even know what the problem is yet. You're trying to solve it without even knowing what the and and I'm so kind of oh you've got to work out this and you've got to work out this and they're just like you know I want to cook whatever and I'll make it work no matter what and you're like you don't understand the <laughs> so so part of the push in there has been to develop so making students look at clients and work for clients within the school or within the the community that has been a great idea to get kids thinking outside of themselves you can still do what you want to do but your focus is not you it's else and so that's kind of that's one area that I'm trying to push in there we will see what next week brings when students are back but I just can't wait to have kids in the classroom and to kind of go how, how are you like what is going on and what has been going on I'm looking forward to the time when I can ask a question if there's 30 responses at once just go hang on a minute just stop and I'll say it again and then we'll ask the questions but at the moment my emails and my direct messages are pinging like nothing else and you're just like pew, pew, pew. we need to know this this and this and you're all asking the same question and it's just like just stop uh, so yeah. <laughs> it, anyone who thinks we're, we're doing it easy working uh, off campus is not a teacher <laughs> no they're not <laughs> they're definitely not well listen I, I know your time is valuable I will have a few things I want to ask you first off where do you go to find inspiration what, what kind of things do you look at and do uh, massive Twitter I love Twitter I spend a whole lot of time there so many great educators across the globe we're doing different things and a very that collaboration I think collaboration is one of those great things and it happens on Twitter so I'm part of the uh, Australian leadership for the Aussie Ed chat which happens on Sunday nights so those that group of people we are all in different states but we work together really well to just make things happen and we will just jump on issues and talk through issues and allow people to have opportunities to share and talk and, and share resources and make connections. To me, that's one of those great areas. I love, used to love the design, the Google Plus group that we used to have, but that kind of Google Plus went yeah, its own way. It's such kind a shame. John Spencer, I like a lot of his stuff. Uh, if you know anything about John Spencer, his design ideas and thinking, it's, there's some great stuff out there that he has. Lenny Dutton, I've mentioned her before, but a book I read, I think last year, was called Building School 2.0, How to Create the Schools We Need. It's a great book. One of the things that I, I learned from that book was school is kind of like, you know, there's ups and downs, but when you spread it out, it looks pretty flat. And it was just create this area, create something in there that this is the highlight it's that peak for kids to kind of remember and to go remember when we did this and and that kind of pushed me to go I've got to challenge myself and my students to, to have that moment to go remember when we we're at school and we did this and so we do that in probably year 12 my students they cater for a council dinner we used to cook just for the school council which is about 12 people and they cooked very technical stuff but I kind of went let's let's actually make this bigger and and cook for parents as well as our so we kind of invited all the parents for the class and they end up cooking for about 50 people and it's challenging because they're students but they create such amazing stuff that it blows you away that's kind of that where that came from but a lot of twitter chats the there's a what is school chat that i try and get to on friday mornings that's great 
Friday mornings are also really busy for us at school. So you kind of jump in and out of those things. But anywhere I can get information from, like, you know, that network of MYP educators across the globe is great because we always will help out one another and we'll always give one another resources. And that's, I think, only beneficial for our students. Yeah, that's I completely agree. Yeah, my heart was broken when the Google Plus group kind of crumbled and, and we yeah. attempted to do all kinds of things to save it. But it was really hard with the way it was set up. It was hard to get members lists and all kinds of things and so yeah. it was just really tough and we tried to send out as many announcements to say hey join us here and do this or that yeah. but if you haven't been on in a while you would have missed it yeah. and then it would have closed and yeah it's yeah. tough as you know there's only a few real pure design teachers out there that that's what they started their career doing a lot of people have yeah, been yeah. kind of thrown into it and so people kind of come and go there's a lot of turnover so yeah it makes it tough but those are great options yeah I know the what is school chat for sure it's a yeah. really good one and so if folks yeah. want to follow you on Twitter or any other way what's the best way to get in touch with you Matt look absolutely yeah at, on Twitter at MattoMan71 I love Twitter I'm always on Twitter maybe too much that's probably an opportunity if you want to reach out and talk more I mean email me send me a direct message on Twitter and LinkedIn I'm on there as well but I don't really use that as much Twitter's probably my go-to certainly if you need to email me mzarb at helena.wa.edu.au I'll make sure to but, put that in the show notes it's a lot easier to just read it I, <laughs> I mean Zoom Zoom now. I think this yeah. is the way where yeah, Zoom meetings or the Google Meet Absolutely. stuff. I mean, it's in some ways the things that have happened have created opportunities, and those opportunities are great because we are now doing things that we probably wouldn't have done because we've been forced to do them. And that, I that's, completely that share in that thing. sentiment. I absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. So that that can only be a good thing moving forward. I think so. Thanks so much for Matt for giving us sort of a view into the the life that you guys have there. And it sounds really exciting. And I, I love to hear what other schools are doing and the journey you've gone through to get there. And also yeah. how you're coping with this situation with the school closure and then reopening. And for you guys, I know you had just started school for the year. And so I know it adds a, a little bit more frustration to that too, is that it's hard to get momentum after that. So thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so just, much. It's been great to talk with you. 